0: Very much. Okay, welcome to the program, Charles Moskowitz. Monday through Friday, 12 noon live stream and archive. Hal Shirtliff's here. Hal is the director of Camp Constitution. Uh, it is a summer retreat that includes the lessons in the Constitution, and American history, and economy, uh, and culture uh, from a conservative perspective. It's also a traditional summer camp. Hal, thanks for joining me. Well,
1: thanks, well, thanks for having me on, Chuck. Show. Show.
0: All right, Hal. Listen, talk a little bit about Camp Constitution, what you have coming up this summer, who's coming on, who's speaking.
1: Sure. Well, um, first off, Camp Constitution is a um, charitable trust. We were founded back in 2008, and uh, we've been running week-long family camps. Uh, We have year-round activities, but our family camp is sort of uh, our biggest uh, program. And this year's camp runs from July 28th to August 3rd, I got a little promotional flyer here. Hope you all can see it. You can visit our website campconstitution.net to get uh, more details. And it's open for for whole entire families, unaccompanied minors, and unaccompanied adults. Uh, and we do have cabins for families, so mom and dad can bring the little babies, the toddlers, uh, underage, you know, from 11 and under as well as teenagers and adults and even we've had multi-generational families uh we have grandmother and grandchildren and and, and mom and dad right. and it's an incredible program we like to say we can offer we can make we can make it a, a potential life-changing and definitely life-affirming um experience um we have we what we do is we have a number of classes throughout the days As well as field trips, uh, activity of hiking. We're taking a trip to the, uh, this year's camp is in Pittsfield, Massachusetts at the Lakeside Christian Camp and Retreat Center. This is our second year there and hopefully we found a new home. Uh, It's uh, just a short distance from Albany, New York. It's about maybe a 45 minute drive to Albany. Uh, Exit one off the Massachusetts Turnpike. It'll get you to our camp probably within about 10 to 15 minutes. And even though it's in a city, we are on a beautiful lake. We're on the outskirts of town. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have a very rural setting, a beautiful ma- a hill view. Uh, and the lake is really gorgeous.
0: I've been there, and it's and so a great we have, lake.
1: Have, um, yep. We have dormitory-style rooms, like uh, as well as cabins, rustic cabins. Uh, but nice accommodations. The food is good. The people who own that camp do an incredible job of providing you know, services. Uh, but our camp, well, let's say a typical day, we start the day off with an optional run, or swim at 6.30 in the morning, and then wake, wake up, up is at 7.00, and uh, uh, we have flag raising ceremony where campus campers will do a morning devotion, and, and by the way, we're sort of a non-denominational camp, uh, people from various uh, backgrounds are more than welcome to attend. Um, then, then we, we do a we have breakfast we, we have, three have three classes in the morning each class is 50 minutes long so we're, we're pretty strict about no longer than 50 minutes and, and then just wait plenty of time for breaks in between and the, and the camp has, has a basketball uh that has uh, all, all kinds of, of recreational activities, activities, activities uh you know so uh, plenty of things to keep you busy and, and uh, then, then we have afternoon activities organized activities, activities. we're, we're doing, doing an optional hike out mount Greylock, i think on tuesday at camp and then a trip to the um, Springfield Army Museum, where the M1 Garand was born, and it's actually was the place where the, um, the rebellion took place, the uh, Shade Rebellion. We're going to have a historian right there on the spot, uh, one of our friends, uh, Richard Howell, and he's going to do a little historical narrative of that, uh, that event, and what led to it, and what happened in the aftermath. Uh, that's one great thing about New England, Charles, we right here, in the uh, so much history You don't don't have to travel travel too far to find find a field trip, trip. and over the the years, years, we've taken field trips to Bunker Hill, 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 Old Ironsides, um, uh, state houses in New New Hampshire, Hampshire, Massachusetts, Concord Bridge, Lexington Battle Green, and so forth and so so on, so lots lots of history history right right here. here. We We definitely, definitely, and sometimes sometimes, some of the young people and adults, this is the first time they've seen this, and our staff and campers come as far as California, Florida, the Midwest, uh, we even well, have, have a few, a few campers, campers from Massachusetts, from believe it or not. <laughs> uh, so <it>, uh, now <laughs> we have, a, in the evening uh, after dinner, we, we have a couple of classes, and uh, uh, the, the last full day of camp, camp, we take out, out some <clears> of throat> the throat> camp, <clears> not <throat> the whole <throat> camp. And, and we'll distribute, distribute things of, of interest, interest uh, copies of, of the U.S. Constitution, we'll go to the businesses and some of the neighborhoods, and, and whatever, whatever. Let's that's say there's an issue of Common Core or uh, maybe exposing the Agenda 21, we, we may have something germane, germane to, to that. that. But, but we, we want, want the young, young people to know, know that, they have have that they have a lot of influence, that they just used it. And, and I, I say, you know, when was the last time that young, that young people came, came to a door or came to a business giving people things to promote liberty and freedom. Usually they're, they're ha- ha- you know, carrying clipboards for Greenpeace or you know vote for Bernie Sanders, Sanders but, but they're not, not really promoting liberty, but our, our campus will do that, and their, the, the goal is that, is that they'll go home and, and they'll, they'll be a force in their neighborhoods, in their schools. Of course a lot of our campus are homeschools too, and there's homeschool groups that we like to influence as well. Well, yeah, by, no, by the way, way yeah, get, we, have we have a, a great, great, we always have great, great instructors mm-hmm. and folks, for the, for the most part, volunteer their time. Uh, the, the staff, the councils actually paid to come. We, you know, we don't, don't have, have uh, we're not not-for-profit. But, but we, we have, have uh, coming, coming this year, returning this year, is Lord, Lord Christopher, Christopher Moncton, Moncton, who's actually a true British Lord. Lord. He's, he's a great, great lover of liberty. Lord. He loves our Constitution. He was instrumental in the Brexit movement, getting out of the European Union. And he was, was a, a former a, a, advisor to Margaret Thatcher. Thatcher. He's an expert on the, the Agenda 21 issue and the climate change issue and, and, many, other and many other things. things. Uh, uh, Professor Willie Soon, who's one of the top atmospheric scientists in the world, world. I, call I call him a climate realist. realist. And uh, well, we we have, enough, uh, we're, we're going to have, have Richard Hall. Howell, I mentioned, I mentioned him earlier. earlier. Uh, Reverend uh, Stevie Kraft will be there. He is a, uh, a pastor from New Jersey who's been one of our mainstays. Uh, we do have a couple of people uh, uh, that are sort of not, not, have not committed yet. We're looking to get the Vice President of the National Association of Gun Rights uh, to give a, a couple of classes and he said he's going to try to make it. We invited his whole family. Uh, then we have, uh, we have a, a, a program for the young people uh, it's, it's called Patriot, Patriot Camp, and, and Mrs. Kraft, uh, Reverend, Reverend Kraft's wife, who's, who's a retired, retired school teacher, and Bonnie Wilder, who's a member of the Dogs of the American Revolution, put that on. It's a great program. program. You, you know, know history, history should be a fun thing, thing to learn, learn, and we, we make, make it, it fun, fun for these young, young people.
0: Excellent. And um, so um, hopefully these are the future leaders of American politics and culture. Uh, well, our, our, our,
1: motto our motto is, is honoring, honoring the, the past, teaching the, the present, preparing the future. And, And you know, know, uh, when when I give a presentation of what is camp constitution, I point out that, I think it was in the last presidential election, election, something like 80% 80 of people uh, 30 uh, and under went for Hillary or 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 Bernie. Now, Now, we're we're not not a political organization. organization. We We don't promote candidates and things of that nature, but we we do promote promote principles of the Constitution. constitution. And that's that's pretty tragic when that that many young young people vote for socialism socialism, when they should should be promoting promoting freedom and and liberty. So our goal is to help turn that stat around a little bit in in a small way. way. We also also have a YouTube YouTube channel, and all all of our our classes, practically practically all of our classes are videotaped and put put on. And if you go to our Camp Constitution YouTube channel, you'll find the great classes from last year. Uh, One One of our instructors instructors who's returning is Debbie Debbie out of California, Mm -hmm. and she did a great presentation on Agenda 21 talking about the California wildfires. She's from from Northern Northern California. California. She's actually a a rancher, and she knows firsthand. firsthand. And And, uh, uh, that particular particular video of her her class, we got about 45,000 views, so we're very pleased about that. And then we have New Hampshire's former New Hampshire State Rep. Norman Tregenza. He's one of our mainstays. And now we have, have another former New Hampshire state, state rep, Josh Moore, who's a very young man. He's in, in his, his early 20s, and, and he does plan to re, uh, stay active in politics, but he's involved with a leadership uh, organization, and so we, uh, he's going, going to be teaching some, some of those principles to our young students as well.
0: Excellent. Sounds like a good lineup, and um, how do people get in touch with you, Hal, and um Find out more information. Is there a website? Well, uh, the, the best thing, thing is, is just to go, to go right to our website,
1: campconstitution.net, campconstitution.net and, and there's it's a place there for contact. You can, can also go, go to our Facebook page, Camp Constitution, Constitution and, and inquire there. there. Uh, you, you can, can call, call me directly. I have a Facebook page, Hal I'm, I'm in Boston, Massachusetts. In Massachusetts. There's there's three, three other Hal Shirloffs who are distant cousins, but I'm the one that lives in Boston, and you'll see my Facebook page, and you know that you got me because the Camp Constitution director will be on there.
0: Excellent. Um, You mentioned how young people have uh, been voting for people, politicians, who at this point are open and outright socialists. Back in the day they used to hide their socialist affiliation. I think it was in 2000 and I believe um, actually 1999 that I did a column that was widely disseminated called 54 Socialists in Congress. Mm -hmm. And that these guys were affiliated and women were affiliated with the uh, Congressional Progressive Caucus. And I showed how their website actually had images from the Democratic Socialists of America on it, and that they were intertwined and interconnected. And that the Democratic Socialists of America is, of course, a wing of Socialist International, which is the world's oldest socialist uh, organization. It precedes Marx's Second Workmen's Convention. So that's right. that article went viral. This is before the days of the computer, and it was republished by a lot of people and without giving me any attribution, which is the way it goes, because I wasn't really well known. But the point is that that article and that exposure not only caused them to remove those images from their website and go underground, but I think it actually contributed to the election of George W. Bush
1: mm-hmm. and
0: um, the defeat of Gore. Um, but yet back then there was efforts taken to obscure this fact. Nobody wanted to be associated with socialism because obviously it had a a stench. You know, people remembered Hitler and Stalin and big authoritarian nanny state socialist agendas and how destructive they were. But now we're at a point in this year, 2018, 2019, that you have open socialists winning elections to Congress. You've got this new young clique of people, including our very own our Ayanna Presley, my congresswoman mm-hmm. here in Boston. Um, you know Rashida Tlaib, uh Ilhan Omar, who has connections to the Muslim Brotherhood, and a, a crop of others. And some of the old guard, you know, people like uh, Bernie Sanders, of course, and Elizabeth Warren and Ed Markey. Ed
1: Markey.
0: Oh, yeah, one of the biggest. Ed
1: Markey, there was, it was a book, he probably still is affiliated with this with far, far left, left group, group. Uh, what's, what's the name of it? it? I read this book many years, years ago, and there, there was, a was a picture of Markey, of Markey at this organization's, organization's meeting. meeting. Next, Next to, him to him would be, be KGB a KGB agent. agent. I, mean, I mean, literally, literally a KGB, KGB oh agent. God. Um, um, I, I just said uh, uh, a Co- covert cadre was the name was of the, the book. book. The, the, oh, oh the, the IPS Institute of uh, Political something or other. The, the, the IPS, IPS is the um, is, is the, the name of. I can't, I can't remember what the, the IPS stands, stands for. for. So, so Marky's been a a socialist for all his political career. I mean, you look at a voting record. That's the key thing too. There are, there are a lot of people, people that even come, come across as moderate or conservative, or conservative and then you see how they vote. And there's, and there's a number of organizations that have voting guides, constitutional voting guides. One of them is the New American New Magazine. Mm-hmm. And you know, a hundred would be someone like Ron, like Ron Paul. Paul. Sure. And uh, zero would be someone like Lenin. And you and fall in between there. It was interesting for years, years uh, when, when Bernie Sanders was a member of the House of Representatives. House uh, we have what we call the sanders neister Index. index. And Bernie, and Bernie was, was about, about a 25 or a 30, meaning he that he voted for socialism 70% percent of, the time, of the time or 75% of the time. And, and you would see some of his can, some, some of the people in the Democrat and Republican, Republican Party voting, voting to the left of Bernie. Bernie. Now, it's, it's true, sometimes, sometimes when you take a vote, Bernie would say, say this doesn't, doesn't go far enough, enough. That's, that's why he voted against it. Mm. It wasn't like he was going for some, some pro-liberty. He used to be He used to be very much against gun control, living in Vermont. Yep. Now, but that started to of change. Now, Vermont is, is is more socialist than ever before. They just passed this horrible abortion bill. Uh, hasn't oh, it hasn't been signed yet, but, it, but the government's going to sign it. It passed by, by such a wide market. Is, is that
0: the one which uh, allows for abortion on demand right up to the day of birth?
1: Oh, Oh, Kermit Kermit Gosnell uh, would would blush at this this law. law. Yeah, I mean, this has
0: already happened in New York State, and um, we recently had the governor of Virginia make a comment, he being a gynecologist, that you have to leave the baby comfortable if it's born until it dies. I mean, my question for that that is how long do you wait before the baby dies where you don't have any, any intervention? This is like a reversion to the ancient Greek barbaric practice of a judge taking a look at a newborn baby and deciding whether or not that baby is going to be uh, able to serve the state. And if not, then they'd leave it on a hillside to die. And That's this right. was it was even too much for the Romans who abolished that. So, I mean, just, we're going back to a a very, very dark time in, in not just uh, not in American history, in world history, where... You are, you know, you're allowing someone, whether it be a mother or a doctor or whoever, to literally decide whether a baby is going to get to live or not. And um, it's something that's, it's not even an issue of abortion. This is infanticide. This is, you know, outright murder of a born baby. And it's being legalized. I mean, this is like, you know, it's kind of getting back to the eugenics uh, model of the 1920s and 1930s that uh, kind of went out of style with World War II. Anyway, but Hal, I want to bring the conversation over to the fact that um, we have all these left-wing socialists now in Congress openly calling themselves socialists. The leader seems to be Alexandria Cortez, and uh, they're, they're being uh, hailed as great leaders of the Democratic Party. And I mean, I, I think that the Democratic Party or the, the left side of the party, which has been in control probably since, I don't know, the 1980s, that they've always been socialists. But now it's an open thing. It's not a secret. They're they're out there. This is a very troubling development for me. What
1: say you? Well, well I, I agree it's a, agree. It's a, very, it's a very troubling, troubling development, development because, because again, they're unbridled, unbridled socialists. And they, and, they, and, they and, it, it and what's, what's interesting, interesting too is they're in the um, in the primaries they're beating the, uh, the the uh, incumbents who have been long time leftists in, in vote, vote uh, who was the the, the one, one that, that Presley, Presley beat uh, was, was the former, former mayor yeah, some Capuano. of Capuano.
0: Yeah. What What's it? is it? Capuano.
1: Yeah, and uh, he was uh, about, about a 20%, 20% on most indexes. indexes. Sure. So so, and, so I mean from 20, 20 to, to 0 uh, you know, know I don't know, know I, I, I don't know how big a, big deal, a deal that, that is, is but, but the, the troubling, troubling thing is that they're openly socialist and they're getting elected. And, and Presley, Presley comes, comes out and you know, you, you, she, she sounds like she's a Christian. Christian. She, she says, I'm, I'm going to church and, and listen to the choir. The and, choir. Then and then she's a, she's a big supporter, supporter of Planned Parenthood. And, and interesting, I met her uh, when, when she was, she was running, running for, for office, office. Very, very attractively. She's, she's trying, trying, to to trying to get, get, get petitioned, petitioned, you know, get, get signatures on her, you know, to get on the ballot. She used to be work for Joe Kennedy, which tells you her pedigree. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but the second time I ran, ran into, into her was I was, I was leaving, leaving the Suffolk, Suffolk Superior Courthouse that was, uh, as, uh, it was, it was called, called the jury duty. duty.
0: And but I'm crossing the street on City Hall Plaza
1: in, in Boston, and, and they're raising the, the Communist flag, flag of China. Of China. And, and she's, she's one, one of the speakers. Speakers. And and she's she's the speakers, and she's praising the Chinese Communist, Communist revolution. revolution. This is 2008, 2009. And I said, wait a minute, a city official is praising a revolution that is that it's ongoing, ongoing and it's taken millions of lives, it's, it's repressed people, it's, you've, you've got, got an all-powerful state. state. Why, why in the, in the world, world would any elected official who, who takes an oath, oath to, to defend, defend the Constitution, Constitution, and in her case, uh, you have you to have take an oath to, to defend the state, a state Constitution, Constitution as well as the U.S. Constitution, Constitution. why would they, they only embrace communist, communist thugs, communist China? China. And they do. And that's the problem. Some people can't believe that. And And it's it's just just like like, uh, this Planned Parenthood. Parenthood. Most people people do not know that that the the roots roots of Planned Parenthood are uh, are very racist and actually Nazi roots. roots. The founder, Margaret Sanger, Sanger, she had a a German German Nazi Nazi doctor Ernest Rudin, write for her birth birth control control review. Um, Um, There's there's a famous famous infamous letter, by the way, that she sent to a Dr. Gamble who lived in Milton, Massachusetts, not too far from where I am, on Adams Street and And at at that that time he's the president president of the Eugenics Eugenics Society and she's she's talking about using black doctors who used to term Negro, Negro negro Project project is what she advocated using using black doctors and black clergy members to promote birth control and in the letter she said that we don't want the word to get out that we want to exterminate the Negro population and this doctor, Gamble, who was the grandson of one of the founders of Procter and Gamble did, did not, not want to have, to have black doctors, doctors. He, he just had, had no, no use, use for blacks, blacks at all. And it was, was interesting, five, five doors down lived uh, Prescott Bush. And because it's Republicans are involved, are involved in this terrible. too, I'm not, I mean, not saying most the Liberty, Liberty Republicans, Republicans, but, but the, the establishment Republicans, and, and I, did I did a little, little research, research and, and I, discovered I discovered that Prescott Bush, Bush was, was Planned, Planned Parenthood's first treasurer.
0: Well, you know, Hal, I just—it's—it's uh, it's an issue that people need to understand that um, the marketing of abortion as a woman's right to choose, originally, it really was a population control agenda, it had nothing That's to do with exactly. a woman, and 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 you're right to point out that re- liberal Republicans have their hands all over it. It was an attempt to control the race, you know, you know, very derived from the eugenic idea, which was a, a term found. Uh, established by Francis Galton. He was uh, Charles Darwin's cousin and close collaborator. And this idea that we have to evolve the superior races and remove and eventually annihilate or isolate inferior races because they're taking up too much space. When I was running for Congress in 2004, I was approached by a major Republican figure in Massachusetts and I still can't reveal who it is because they swore me to secrecy. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you have to get behind abortion because abortion is needed for the very reasons you're talking about. You know, it's, it's it's a population control. We have to control all these blacks. And I, I, I was like, forget it. I'm not interested. But the point is that I was like, wow. I mean, it kind of was a revelation to me that, you know, this was not a a, a left winger. You know, this wasn't, you know, socialist and that right. the agenda really transcends that. I mean, but ultimately, it appeals to the real socialist ideal, which is the right to control who lives and who dies. The right to control, you know, socialism is public ownership of the mode of production. In other words, well, the government controls, the government acts as a, as a messianic agent to control what people do in all aspects of their lives, so that we can move to this utopia, this one world ant colony. And that the ultimate expression of that control is deciding who lives and who dies. And what is the most basic fundamental aspect of that but to kill the unborn
1: baby? That's right. Are you familiar with the book uh, written by George Bernard Shaw? It's called The Intelligent Woman's Guide to Socialism. It, pub- it was published in the early part of the last century, 2005 or so. I have a copy of the book. And, and uh, in. Towards the end of the book, he, uh, he says to the, uh, these intelligent socialist women, basically, that under socialism, you'll be forced to live well. Uh, but if it's, and I'm paraphrasing, if the state deems that you're not worthy of it, you'll be executed in a kindly manner. <laughs> or, or thinking about no. abortion, that's not so, that's not so kind when they, no. when they have to stick a needle into the baby's heart and then crush the, suck out the brains, crush the skull, and rip out the body parts, and that baby feels everything. And if the baby happens to be born, then they either cut the back of the neck. That's what uh, Dr. Kermit uh, Gosnell did. And he did that to hundreds, perhaps thousands, of babies, mainly minorities, Hispanic and blacks. Uh, In fact, the, uh, the, uh, the, the black population in the United States is about 13%, but the black abortion rate is, they do about... Thirty-nine to forty percent of abortions are, are
0: are on black women. Oh yeah, and it's 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 very much a a population control. It's a decision about whether or not someone's life is worth living, as the Nazis used to say. And That's right. uh, you and can this
1: serve
0: is yeah, and this is something that uh, the left now. Any any uh, I remember Ray Flynn used to come on my on after just you know before me when I was at the Christian station in Quincy. Yeah. And he told me that he was drummed out of the Democratic Party because he was pro-life right. and, and that any pro-life Democrats, probably starting in the 19, early to mid-1990s, was basically purged from the party. And now it's just it's so radical that um, now uh, Senator Susan Collins of Maine is being targeted with really vicious attacks by the left because she decided to vote to confirm Justice Kavanaugh.
1: Well, what happened? he just case,
0: recently just decided he on a decision that uh, didn't, didn't uh, you know, favor uh, abortion.
1: Yeah, she was, uh, she's always been a woman of the left, but she voted to confirm Kavanaugh, and this leftist group created a fund. They said that if she votes to confirm Kavanaugh, the money will be used for her opponent. Right. Uh, which is pretty remarkable. I don't really know if that's legal. It's almost as if they're saying, look, uh, we're going to, we're going to scare you into voting the right, you know, our way. And I don't think Kavanaugh is that hardcore uh, no. uh, a pro-lifer. Right? I think he's a moderate. So yeah. I don't, I, but it's interesting how they, that, I think this is what's justifying all of these horrible bills that are passing uh, New York and will be passing Vermont and probably some other states uh, the next uh, few weeks, is that the left really fears that Roe v. Wade will be repealed.
0: Well, look. I mean, if if they are concerned about Roe v.ersus Wade being repealed, they can under the Constitution. If a people of a given state wants to have legal abortion, I mean, I think that that's probably constitutional. That's, I think, what was the situation before Roe v.ersus Wade. But they that's don't correct. have to have this radical agenda. I mean, if you look at the language of Roe v.ersus Wade, it's not that radical. I mean, it basically bans abortion, and after I think up. Uh, Four weeks. Yeah. I mean, and that the state has a right to regulate that. So why is it now all of a sudden in 2019 that states which have legal abortion, they're suddenly passing these really radical laws that are above and beyond what Roe versus Wade talks about? I mean, you know, the, the partial birth abortion was struck down. I think by the Supreme Court two, 10 years ago also, but they're re-implementing this. I mean, that's what right. is what kind of insanity? Is there suddenly this, this great need for people to abort their babies at the point of birth? I mean, wh- what's going on with that?
1: Well, I know the percentages are relatively low. That's as not a- make it any more wicked and evil it's not like all the abortions it might be i don't know what exactly that is it could be five and and sometimes we know the statistics are i don't expect a lot of abortion mills to actually give the right figure uh right. but uh it, 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 we have to look at a spiritual issue here i don't care who you are if you look at an ultrasound and i mean i'm, I'm a father of five children uh and my youngest is 14. I looked at the ultrasounds of my children, and what I saw, you know, it was a beautiful thing to see this little developing baby, this human being. It wasn't a it wasn't a tadpole. It was it was a human being, and I think just within a few within what the first 14 days of 21 days, you see a heartbeat. You see a heart there. That's a little human being that should be protected. And one of the essential roles of government is to protect life. You know, it's be a negative force, and that's life right there. They talk about a woman's right to choose. Well, you, you can always the baby once that baby's born, though, once that baby's conceived, that's where your choice. Now you have you have to protect that child. And you know, there's adoption agencies. They're going out of businesses. They can't find babies, so they have to go overseas. So there's all kinds of options. And this notion of uh, a woman's life in danger, that is almost impossible. That's so rare today. Oh, I know. Of the well, they, men, they, it's been
0: know. redefined to mean inconvenience is, a, is, is life yeah. in danger. And, and I would suggest to people who do think that abortion should be legal, at least in its early stages. And, you know, and I tend to be in that camp, even though I think it's barbaric and, and despicable. Shouldn't we be doing everything possible to reduce the number of abortions and make it so rare that it would be something that's not acceptable? And shouldn't we be condemning it morally? I mean, the uh, you mentioned the idea of the ultrasound, which is very powerful. I, I have the same experience. I mean, do people realize that Planned Parenthood actually does not let women see the ultrasound? They
1: mm-hmm. just
0: do it because they want to position the right abortion so they can harvest the body parts and sell them that's to. Right. You know, and, and when when they do it, they actually screen. They they, they make sure that the woman doesn't see it, uh, because they're afraid that maybe she may bond with the baby. I mean, it's, you know, this is what this is to me the main issue. If we expose abortion to everything it is, if it becomes an informed decision, like any other medical decision, when you have a surgery and you have to go to the doctor, you have informed consent. You right. you are fully briefed on all the. Elements of what's it's going to happen, up. and right, and and the consequences, and everything, and emotionally and physically, and the risks, and everything.
1: But right, with abortion, exactly there's that. like
0: a crowd of a shroud of secrecy around it. I want to know exactly why that is. I mean, it's really does get to this as, as some kind of an agenda. I mean, if they want to be legal abortion, fine. Let's take steps to make sure that a a, a citizen is informed fully, and and that the moral. Aspects and the psychological aspects are well known to to a a young woman. What, what, not to mention the physical manifestations that could be quite negative for abortion. All of it should be well known and should be well posted. And there's a major effort to suppress it. And if you bring it up, you're attacked.
1: Let me recommend to to your viewers, listeners, uh, Charles, this movie uh, Gosnell: The Trial of America's Biggest Serial Killer. I watched this when it first came out. It only played in, uh, I live right in the city of Boston. I had to go to Bellingham about 25 miles to the west of here to watch it in a theater. It only showed in a handful of theaters in, uh, in I think, in, in the state. Uh, it was, uh, in, I don't know, a number of, some theaters pulled it. You know, They advertised it, and then they got complaints, and they pulled it. Uh, but it's available now on DVD, and you can also have it on demand, demand I think. And uh, we're actually going to be doing, doing some show. I showed it at my home. home. I, I showed, showed it at a luncheon, you know, a private meeting. And, and it's very powerful because it shows, shows you what happens at one of these abortion, abortion mills. mills. And, and there, there was, was a, some. some it, it wasn't that um, graphic. You know, yeah, it didn't show a, show a lot of uh, – it, it didn't show the dead babies. In fact, Baby Boy A, which was one of the things that made such a big difference, they showed, uh, they, they wouldn't even show it in, show it in the movie, but, but if you go, go to their, their website, Gosnell the Movie, you'll see a picture of it. So they didn't want to go out, out of the way to, to horrify right. people. But, but it's a very, very powerful. powerful. The nail salons the in Pennsylvania, of course, uh, Gosnell's uh, abortion, the mill abortion mill was in, uh, Philadelphia. in Philadelphia, and they are inspected at, at, least at least once a year. His place was never inspected, and it's almost as if these abortion. Clinics. I hate to use the word clinic. It's really an abortion mill. I could say that they're government population control centers, and that's why they're treated the way they are. Hands off. We like what they're doing. The secular humanist government, who has the power of life and death, uh, likes these things, and that's why. That's no, why. and that's
0: exactly right. And that that the, the left is all all about preventing inspection of these abortion mills, in, um, you know. In Texas, and they, they, they've been very much involved in that issue.
1: Um, you know, restaurants are inspected, you know. Drinking, drinking bar rooms are inspected. Uh, grocery stores, sure, uh, they, they come coming there. Gangbusters, they, gang bus, they fly, fr- find a few fruit, fruit flies, they shut you down. You right? Right? But, but abortion places, places right? forget abortion, it. We abortion, don't
0: care. abortion, and voting booths—they don't get inspected, uh, yeah. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> Anyway, Hal, <laughs> But I want to bring back the topic to the issue of these elected. Uh, left-wingers who are coming up with these really outlandish ideas. You've got um, Cortez with her Green New Deal, I mean, to try to ban cow farts and uh, airplanes, you know, and and, and to build only rail. And, uh, you know, a a lot of this uh, other real quack stuff. I mean, you know, it sounds horrendous on on paper, you know, this idea of um, you know, refitting every single building in the United States so that it's it's protecting against global warming or some other crackpot scientific, pseudo-scientific idea. And it's gonna cost what, you know, like trillions of dollars. Brilliant. And, you know, on the other hand, we may smit snicker and laugh and say, oh, that's just a bunch of pie in the sky. But I'm actually fearful that they are going to try to implement it. And the reason they'll get away with it is not because of the socialists, but it's because of the the conservatives who are going to, first of all, they're going to get all this government money from it. There's mm-hmm. going to be, a, you know, there's a huge transfer of monies to pay for this whole thing. You're going to have people lining up to get involved with that. Contractors. So, contracting, all of this to do nothing. It's sort of Something. like... In the 1980s, that there was like a big thing to change the gas, the, the gasoline engine that turned out to be a complete hoax. I forget what it was called, but the the, the stuff that they were replacing gas with turned out to be environmentally worse. Well,
1: you uh, mean the ethanol? ethanol? Ethanol, yeah,
0: exactly. It's like that, except ten times bigger, and uh, it's just it's a disaster waiting to happen. But yet, I am concerned that they are going to be able to pull off at least part of this. And it's kind of like Agenda 21. If they don't do it up front, then they're gonna do it you know, behind the scenes. They're gonna do it using uh, subterfuge and, and subversion. They'll, they'll get the people you know, pointed strategically and they'll gradually implement the thing.
1: Well, well that's, that's right. right. It, it looks ridiculous when you see this Green New Deal, deal but, but even, even if they, they get, get a, a small percentage, percentage of it, it in uh, passed, the next couple of years, and, and then, then a few more years, a little bit more. And it's, it's interesting that people, it's, it's being implemented all over the country, January 21, and you could see this, uh, if, you could could see this uh, if you could see the influences, that they've changed the uh, street patterns, they've, they've got these crazy, crazy bike paths, they uh, you've, you've got, got a two-lane road, now it's a one-lane road, road or you've got a bike mm. path, and... Uh, especially in Cambridge. Sometimes in the center of the street. Yeah, especially in, especially
0: in Harvard Square, but
1: anyways... <laughs> Harvard Square, You'll you see solar, solar panels popping up, they're actually cutting down trees to put, put solar, solar panels in. in. You'll, You'll see uh, in more rural areas, or you've you got mountaintops, these beautiful mountaintops, and they'll cover, they'll cover it with these, uh, these wind turbines where they have to clear-cut. Mm-hmm. And none One of this stuff actually, actually is making, is it's good. good. First off, there, First is, off, there is no man-made global warming, uh, climate change, or that have you. There's been natural fluctuations that are happening since the recording of time. Um, in, in fact, fact I, I just interviewed, I interviewed a, a gentleman, uh, gentleman um, uh, Heller, um, Tony, Tony Heller, and, and he did, a great, he did a, a great article. article. Uh, I, think I think it was, it was in, in uh, CFA, CFA, CFACT, where, where he shows, shows newspaper, newspaper clippings from, from the 1890s to the, the 1920s, 1920s the, the 30s, the 40s, where, where the, the scientists, scientists say, say the, uh, the, the ice caps are melting, scientists talk about climate, we're having a new ice age. Oh, we're going to burn, burn up, up in, in a few years. years. It's, it's all the it's all, scary. Look, all yeah, the it's a, scary. Yeah, it's Chicken Little. You know, something. the
0: sky is falling. I mean, look. I don't know if there's man-made global warming or not, but what I do think is that if there is, it's not this huge emergency. It's we're talking hundreds of years of tiny... Let We have a publishing arm called
1: uh, Camp Constitution, Constitution Press. Press, and, and we, we put, put back, back in print, print something that was, was published in 1810. 1810. I, can I can see, see it here. Right? Right. Uh, moving it up, was moving a little the, uh, uh, written by, by Noah Webster, Webster the uh, Noah, Noah Webster's, Webster's Dictionary thing, on yeah, the supposed, supposed change of temperature in winter. In winter. Now, now back, back then there were people thinking that because, because certain species of animals were found further the North, and they, they thought, thought it, was it was a good thing. thing. They, they didn't, didn't think, think it was bad at all. In fact, Thomas Jefferson was one of the biggest advocates, but he wasn't an Al Gore vice president at the time. And Noah Webster just looked at diaries and trends and the, the thermometer, thermometer was invented, I think, in the 1770s. 70s, but it, well, I don't know how well used it was. It was but, but you, you had records, records of when crops were harvested, when, harvested, when lakes froze, when, when the harbor froze. froze and uh, and he, he actually looked, looked at the uh, first year, the first year the, year the pilgrims landed in Plymouth. In it was a, a very mild winter. winter. Right. Uh, April 19, 1775, the day of the, the Battle of Concord Lexington. It was a, a very mild. In fact, it got up into the low 70s. I attend these uh, reenactments, uh, Charles, and there are sometimes times when it's cold, it's in the 20s and you're freezing out there waiting for these guys to get going. And every now and then, might, the best, I think, was maybe in the low 50s, mid-50s. That's the warmest it's been in the 15 or so years I've been attending these um, reenactments. But in uh, April 19, 1775, before you had the Industrial Revolution, it was warmer. Uh, Tony, Tony Hill also points out that we have fewer and fewer, fewer days in the, the hundreds in the Northeast, in the Midwest. In the Midwest. It's, I remember, uh, I mean and he also says anecdotal, a lot, a lot of people, people say, oh, I remember when I was a kid the snow was 20 feet, feet high, and he said, if usually if you do the, the, cer- the, research, the research, it, it doesn't, doesn't hold up. up. You, know, you know, if, you, if you're, you're a child and you're four foot and foot two, and you get a foot and a half of snow, yeah, it's up to your weight, because you're only two, right? Right. And so forth. So, uh, and by uh, the way, way, way uh, for, for those listeners and viewers who viewers live in the greater Boston area, area we are, are having a press, a press conference at the Massachusetts State House February 25th at 11 a.m. And at the, the press, press conference will be Professor Willie Soon of, of the Harvard Smithsonian Institute, Institute and the co founder of, of the Weather Channel, Channel Joseph D. And they're, they're going to be refuting, refuting some of this uh, climate change narrative. Good.
0: And just, I mean, again, I mean, whether or not it's man made, the point is. Whatever, it's not this urgent. It's not this chicken little, you know, this henny penny. The sky is falling Uh, every uh, every time we every every time we have like a hurricane. Every time there's the solar vortex. It's like you see global warming, climate change. This paranoid, this crazy stuff, and it's like they've got people going crazy. I mean, this is like, even if it's true, it constitutes one of the biggest conspiracy theories of our of our age. And, you know, I do think that there was this concocted theory anyways as a way to get people to surrender their, 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 their independence and, and to, to scare people. It's like similar to the idea that there are aliens landing on the earth, which didn't fly to world.
1: That's right. There's a publication called, called Banker, and Banker and Trade. Uh, they, have they have an online presence, plus a hard copy, copy. Uh, I, don't I don't know if it comes out, comes out every week or so, so and it, it goes to people, investors, or real estate, estate people, in uh, greater, greater Boston, Boston, New England, I'm, I'm not sure if it has a reach outside, outside. And, and they, they had, had this alarming, alarming report that uh, the, property uh, the, the beach, beach you know, on, on, on the coastal, coastal property is, is taking a big plunge in Massachusetts, and you look at the they look at the research, they're basing it on this entity called First Foundation or One Foundation, It's It's a left-wing foundation based based in New York York City for the purpose of promoting promoting this notion of sea-level rising. Uh, They they call it peer review. They 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 review it with people who think the same way. They don't don't peer review it with people who disagree. And to me, that's pretty evil when an organization relies on this one source, and And therefore the price of property is artificially deflated based on something that's not going to happen. So, but in that same... Online source, they, they said, said that the, the real, estate real estate around the, the state, state, states, states got up fifteen percent or ten percent. So, so wait,
0: well, what's, what's the problem, the problem here? here? It's something's,
1: something's not quite right. it's some, some dishonesty, dishonesty here. here. But, but I tell, I tell you, you if, if the real, real estate, real estate plunges, plunges on coastal, coastal property, property that's, the that's the time to buy. Because uh, uh, you, if they think that the sea level is going to rise in the next couple of years, you're going to have to, you know, you're going to be swamped by seawater to your basement. It's baloney. <clears throat> the sea, sea levels have, have gone, gone up a few inches. In some, in some cases, cases, they've gone down. And in some cases, cases the, the land has changed. Right. But the uh, notion that, that we're going to be underwater if you live on the coast, then and you then you've got to spend billions and billions, billions and billions of dollars, of dollars to, uh, to uh, rebuild yeah. buildings, and, and you have to build, have to build walls. walls, it's, it's baloney. baloney. But, but hey, if you're a contractor, and the city the city or town is worried about that, you're not going to fight it. Hey, you're going to make payroll. Well, that's what I mean. It's it's an
0: It's an unholy alliance between... The leftist alarmists and, and business uh, so Hal, we you know reaching toward the ends here, so I want to talk a little bit about um, the fact that um, you know the young people are embracing these socialists in Congress. It is a concern. Mm-hmm. They, it's harder to fight them because now they're open about it. It's not like we can write another article, you know, 50 oh, socialists yeah. in Congress. I mean everyone knows. I mean they're being thank you very much. It would be probably run up the flagpole. So you know and it is, as we've said, it's based upon really irrational policies like infanticide and and alarmist fearmongering oh, policies like like global catastrophe and what and whatnot. In other words, it's the usual bag of marketing from the left to scare people into surrendering their freedom. How do we combat it?
1: We, we combat it by promoting the principles of liberty and, liberty and freedom and, and reaching, reaching out, out to as many, many young people as we can. A lot of folks don't do that. You know. Uh, and that's, and that's what, one of one the reasons why, of why we created a Camp Constitution, Constitution was to, to make a difference. And whether, whether it's at a week-long a camp, camp or, it's or it's the things, things we do, we do year-round, year-round, people who watch our stuff on YouTube. I spoke to a Republican group a couple of days ago, a nice group of people, and some of them are hearing these things, simple things about the Constitution for the first time. You know, you know one lady couldn't, couldn't believe, believe i mean, I mean you, you say, say like 80 percent of what's, what's done, done uh, at, at the, the federal, federal level is unconstitutional they're, they're shocked how, how, how did, did this happen, happen? it happened because, because most people in this country, country just don't understand, understand the principles of the, of the constitution, constitution and, and then, then make sure, sure that, that their, their elected, elected officials are abiding by it
0: well in a way you know as you say the answer is to just pull out the your pocket constitution and have, sure. have young people, yeah, have young people read it. It's a very simple, easy to understand document. A high school kid could read it and understand it in full. Um, you know, you should look at it, refer to it, think about it, read it again and read it again and realize that this is the governing document of our great republic.
1: We also have to point yeah. out that, that socialism, socialism has been, been a dismal, dismal failure wherever it is uh, enthroned. Oh, yeah. Venezuela, you look at the, the old Soviet Union, you look at China, you look at Cuba. Do you really? ask these young people. Do you really, to people, well, do you you really want, want to live in a kind of place like, like that? that? Yeah. You, want you want to live where, where you? They would wouldn't last five in minutes. In in.
0: They wouldn't last five minutes in in Venezuela without their bourgeois parents' uh, capitalist gained monies. You That's know, right. And and by the way, these, these Congress people are a little fuzzy and soft on Venezuela, I've noticed, with Maduro. You don't hear too much about that. So, Hal, let, let my listeners again know where they can reach you and how they can get more information about sure. Camp Constitution coming up this summer.
1: Right. Well, you can go to our website, campconstitution.net, and you can find out not just about our uh, summer camp. There's a little pamphlet here I'm holding up with the dates on there but you can learn about our other activities. Uh, we do have tuition help available on a case-by-case basis. We've never turned away a worthy camper or family for lack of uh, money, and we hope we never have to. Uh, it's a great program, but visit us on our YouTube channel. Subscribe to it. We also are on Podomatic, like you are. Uh, you can get the Camp Constitution Radio and some of the other things we put up there to, uh, to listen. on our Facebook page, we have our, our events. So we have things going on all the time. I'll be up in Maine uh, next week showing a mo- the Gosnell movie to some groups in northern Maine. I'll be down in Virginia in the end of March. I'm going to be doing a presentation on Agenda 21 in Haverhill, New Hampshire, in the middle of March. So uh, then we have monthly meetings and gatherings. So uh, And we always encourage you folks, you want to host one of our speakers, invite me out to your group, uh, wherever it is. So I've got someone from Utah plans to have me out there. So... Wherever we can make it happen, let's make it happen, because we have, every, everything's at stake. Our nation is pretty important. We're the greatest nation, in my opinion, in the history of mankind, of and we're, uh, we're losing it, and we need to reclaim it. And by the way, before we go, today is the birthday of the person I believe was the greatest American ever born, G- General George Washington.
0: Yes, indeed. A, a, a truly a, um, a figure that was almost make, makes you believe in, in divine intervention. Hal uh, yeah, right. Shirtliff, again, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. And uh, nice talking to you as always. And I'll talk right, to you soon.
1: Son, All okay. right. Bye
0: now. Bye-bye.